transformed by God, what that word means is to be changed by God. But in order to understand what it means to be changed by God, we have to go to the very beginning. And if we go to the very beginning, what book of the Bible do you think we have to start with? Girls, are you with us? What book? Yes, because it all began in the book of Genesis. Now, for some of you that are sitting here because you've, you've known me for a long time and you've probably seen some of this that I've talked about in the past. For instance, this right here being the magic teapot. You may have seen this. Maybe you haven't. But there's something I want to do with this that's a little bit different than normal. Because I want to use this to talk about how you can be transformed by God and tell others how they can be transformed by God. But in order for you to really focus and get it, you have to really pay attention. So if you're talking, stop talking and look up here. Because there's two reasons we're talking about this tonight. Number one, so you can tell others how they can be transformed by God. And number two, so you can learn how you can be transformed by God. Because there's people in here, in this room, guys, girls, that have already asked Jesus in your life. But there might be a few in here that have never accepted Jesus Christ. You've never had a transformed life. You've never had a changed life because you've never asked Jesus with your heart into your life. So what better way to do it than with a little bit of magic and the teapot? So we got to go back to Genesis though. And because all the way back in the book of Genesis, the Bible explains that everything was good. Everything was what? Yeah. And not only that, it was very good. Everything was what? You got to include the very. Everything was what? Say it again. And then somebody messed it all up. Yes. The garden was beautiful. There was this guy. He was perfect. He had a six pack, beautiful hair, beautiful teeth. His name was Adam. And he's walking. We're not there yet, old buddy. That's what messes everything up. So Adam's walking along and he's thinking, this is great. The garden's great. I have a pet lion. I just made that up. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but there was no lions biting anybody. The animals got along. Snakes, eh, for the most part, we'll find out. Not all of them were good, but everything else seemed pretty good. Any fruit he wanted, he could eat. Then God said, I got to put you to sleep because I have something very special in store for you. It's not good for a man to be alone. And everything so far has been what? Good. Been what? Very good. But God said, this is not good because you're alone and you don't need to be alone. Loneliness is not good. So he went to sleep and he woke up and then there was this woman and her name was what? And she was perfect too. She had beautiful hair and everything it was just nice. And they were husband and wife. And God meant for that to be. And then God said, it can stay this way. You don't have to go bald. You can look good. You don't have to get teeth whitening strips. You don't have to deal with COVID-19. You don't have to deal with any of that. All you have to do is obey. All you have to do is what? Obey. And this is how you obey. The trees in the garden are perfect. But there's one. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if you eat of that one, then it will not be good. Because you disobeyed and did it your way instead of my way. And then sin, death, as the Bible calls it, will enter in and you will die. So Eve's like, sounds good to me. So she goes about her way and lives her life from day to day. 
always passing by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because she thought it was beautiful, according to the Bible. She said it was appealing to look at. And one day when she was walking by, Satan, in the form of a snake, the Bible says, because the snake was the slyest creature at that time, slithered up into the tree, as we know it, and whispered some lies into her ear. He began to question God. Did God really say you would surely die? Oh, yes. Mm. If you eat of this tree, you will have the knowledge of God. You will have the knowledge of knowing good and evil, which is somewhat true, but you will not be like God, though he made it out as if she would be like God. You can't be a God. There is only one God. So she was so sucked into this idea that this was a good thing, but it wasn't a good thing. A good thing is to obey God. So she took of the fruit. And when she ate of that fruit, immediately something happened. Sin started to enter in. Adam comes alongside and she says, you just got to try this. Eat this fruit. I don't know if she did it that way, but he ate it. And then sin entered in his life. At that very moment, everything changed. Everything changed. Because according to Romans 5.12, wherefore as by one man, that man being Adam, sin, sin entered the world because of one guy. It didn't say Eve, it said Adam. Because Adam should have known better. He should have been the man and said, no, we don't do this. This is not what God would have us to do. But instead, he disobeyed. And by disobeying, he ate of the fruit and sin entered into the world. That means it affected the lions, the tigers and bears. Oh my, everything went bad. That means that the flowers like roses now have thorns. Things were ugly. And Adam would grow old and die. And they get wrinkles and gray hair and you won't live forever. Why? This is why. Because Adam and Eve made a decision. I'm going to take this blue silk. And before I do, I want to show you this. Yeah. Little... clear water here for a minute and I'm going to take this blue silk and I'm going to explain to you what happened because of them because if Adam and Eve's decision they blew it that's why I chose the color blue because it just makes sense they blew it for everybody one day you're going to have an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus Christ and how they can know him. And you're going to have to explain to them at the beginning of a time, Adam and Eve blew it for everybody. And because they blew it, something bad happened for us. Remember, everything changed. And because everything changed, we now have to deal with it. The Bible says... That because Adam sinned, sin entered into the world. And then Romans 5.12 goes on and says, and death by sin. And so death passed on everybody. I'm using this silk because it's dark. And sins is dark and dirty. 
And because of the sin of Adam and Eve and because they blew it, we now are born in sin. And it's dark. It's evil. Nobody had to teach you to lie, cheat, or steal. You're just born naturally with that appetite. Nobody had to teach a boy to look at things he shouldn't look at because you're born with that appetite and gossip and being cruel and mean. Now, let me make sure you understand this and how important it is. Because we are born with sin, we have to deal with it. Every day we get up and we have to fight our sin. We have to fight our urges. But guess what? We can't fix it. We can't change this. Because sins in our life, the Bible says, we have to pay for that by going to a place called hell. And that's a horrible thought. But the good news, according to the story, which is a true story, is this. Jesus died to fix it. I like this silk because it's red and it represents what Jesus had to do. He had to shed his blood. And in order for him to shed his blood, it means that he had to die on the cross. See, the cross was an ugly thing. You say, well, why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Because somebody had to pay for the sin. You see, somebody had to fix what was done. So 2,000 years ago, Jesus, the Son of God, came to this earth. And he lived 33 and a half years on the earth, helping people. And he was the only one that could die and shed his blood to take away the sins of all the world. See, Jesus received the cat of nine tails on his back and it looked like this. And they beat him with that, the Roman soldiers. Because in, the Roman soldiers didn't like Jesus. The Pharisees hated Jesus and the people turned against Jesus. But it didn't stop with just the cat of nine tails. They went from that to a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And then he laid on a cross and they nailed him there and he bled. And the Bible says he died. He died because he wanted to take away our sins to fix it. Jesus died to fix it. Adam and Eve, they blew it. And we have to deal with it. And it's ugly and it's dirty and it's called sin. But we can't fix it. Only Jesus could fix it. And three days later, the Bible says that Jesus came out of the grave. He rose again. And the Bible says that God commendeth his love. That means he gave his love toward us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died because the only way we could have our sins forgiven is he had to take our sins and die with those sins. You say, well, does that mean everybody gets to go to heaven? Only those that believe it. See, Adam and Eve blew it. We have to deal with it. Jesus came to fix it. We have to believe it. And when you believe it, then Jesus Christ will forgive it. And the only way this can be forgiven is by washing away our sins. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus' will for our life was for us to look like this, not like this. 
Some of you in here are still living like this. You've never asked Jesus Christ in your heart. You've never asked him to forgive you of your sins. You never truly meant it with your heart. And because of that, you still have not gotten forgiveness of your sin. Shh, focus. Because when you realize that Adam and Eve blew it, and we have to deal with it, but the only way to fix it was Jesus to die for it, so we can confess and believe it, and he could wash us of it. And by doing that, we too can go to heaven with Jesus Christ. But it all starts with the heart. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So here is the most important thing for you to take away. You can never go to heaven unless you have asked Jesus into your life to forgive you of your sins and believe, believe it, that Jesus lived, he died, but he rose again, and he's willing to forgive you of your sin. Because the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Does that mean you're going to be perfect? No. Nobody's ever going to be perfect. But it does mean this, because you believe and ask him into your life, you no longer will be condemned to hell, but one day heaven will be your home. And because of that, you can tell others how heaven can be their home. Because Adam blew it. We have to deal with it. Jesus came to fix it. We just have to believe it, and he'll forgive us of it. That's all it takes.